welcome back everyone to Escaping Carcosa. We are playing the offline version, the Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. And if we'll go around and just introduce everyone again that we're here playing with, tell us who you are, where we can find you, and we'll go from there. Hi, I'm Tenzin. You can find me on Twitter under Tenzin Days, uh, like the days of the week. And uh, my pronouns are they, them. So is my character, Mauve. Also they, them. And they're a 30-year-old art muse slash museum curator. Very nice. And Jack? Hi, I'm Jack. You can find me on Twitter at, at JackTrue. Uh, that's J-A-K underscore true, all lowercase. Uh, I'll be playing the character of Guy. Uh, both me and Guy have he, him pronouns. Uh, and Guy is a private investigator who specialises in the uh, in the paranormal and the occult. Fathermo. Hi! So my name is Fathermo. I use she, her pronouns. And you can find me on my Twitch, which is at twitch.tv slash Fathermo. So it's F-A-T-U-M-A-A-A-A. There are four A's at the end. And also on Twitter at twitter.com slash F-A-T-U-M-A-A-A-A underscore. And Dre. Hey, I'm Dre, they, them, and you can find me on Twitter as Dre Silvertooth, D-R-E-A, and you can usually find me GMing Bad Heroes. Here I play Fable, hardcore practicing pen tester who is here to break into all your computers and your buildings. Excellent. And I am Michaela, the keeper for our lovely game with these lovely individuals, and I use she, her pronouns. Soon to be killer. No, of all our characters. Michaela. <laughs> Sorry. Some casual fear. So where we last left off, we were focused in on Guy and Nor. They were attending the PR event at Mopop, and it was not going as planned. Guy, right before the end of our session, you made a pushed roll that did not go particularly well. So unfortunately, in addition to missing the cues around you, as we start this session, you are peering over the crowd. You're focused in still on Victoria. The news reporters are, are asking questions. Miss Highland, Miss Highland, uh, the, why does why does the game look look so violent? And Guy, because of the consequences of this action, not only are you feeling unfocused, you notice that your vision becomes obscured. And you don't realize right away by what until you feel the familiar feeling of slime and a wiggling feeling crossing your vision and you realize that your snail and slug friends are beginning to, to obscure your vision and crawl all over your face. Guy will, will probably stand there for longer than anyone else would with that happening. Mm -hmm. There's a moment of, of curiosity, it's like, wait, why now? Why, why, why would they do this? But then it's like, senses break up, fuck shit, go. Ah, my eyes! Pulls off his, his, his broken glasses that he put on last time, flings them on the ground so they're broken even more, scrapes off the uh, the, the slime that's left on his face after the, the, the slugs and snails are hopefully scattered along the ground. Mm -hmm. And then uh, looks around to see, if, to see if anyone like noticed. 
because every time he encounters these likes, he is he is worried. Even even when he's given confirmation by the people, he's he's worried that this is it's just all in his mind, um, and that is and that no one will, will notice. So he sort of like looks around to see if anyone was paying attention to him, or whether the goings on on the stage are, are drawing enough attention to, to for him not to even mention. Right now, most of the attention is focused to the stage. There are whispers ringing out in the crowd. Some of them are whispers of confusion. Some of them are, you know, chatterings of what, what, is, what, is, what is going on? Is this how the game is supposed to look? It doesn't seem like anyone around you has noticed the snails and the slugs that you are ripping off of your face so that way your vision is no longer obscured. I will say, though, you are able to, to see fine now. You managed to get them, you know, away from your face. And Nor, you were heading towards the middle of the crowd, if I remember correctly. You've gotten your media pass. You've got this lanyard around your neck. You're fairly close to where the questioning is happening with the other media reporters at this point. Some people have started to walk away from the PR event. It ended rather abruptly, and there's many folks who are, are disappointed by the way that the event is going and are like, oh, this was this was just a fluke, whatever. Maybe the game's not that great after all. It looks like they're still working out some bugs. So in my notes, because I actually took some, I noted that the number of players in the game went down from 12,000 to 10,987. Because I'm assuming Nor noticed that, or I can't tell if that was like a thing you just said that was like, oh, like a thing that was... Yeah, we'll do a little a little retcon to say that you were looking at the screen as well at the end of the session there. And if you want to roll me a spot hidden. That'd be a 12? So I think I, I'm... In my, and my half is a 12. Yeah, so it's, it's a hard success. So Guy, unfortunately, did not see what was happening on the screen. Missed a lot of the, the general combatory of the, the skeletons, as well as the drop in players online. However, Nor, you do see this because it did pop up right before the presentation was turned off. So you saw this drop in the player base on the UI menu that was being broadcasted onto the screen behind uh, Victoria Highland's presentation. Nor seeing that definitely tries to body her way kind of up to the front a little bit and just starts calling out, Victoria Highland, Victoria Highland, why do the number of players in the game drop a significant amount? What does that mean? And why is the game so violent? Why would you put out a game like this? I think you're a, you're a good ways away from the first row of media personnel, so like the news channels and things like that. Yeah. So you're not sure if she hears you and ignores you, or if she genuinely just did not hear it amongst all the other commotion in the crowd. There's a lot of it right now. But she does not seem to address you. However, some of the other news personnel were asking about the, the beginning of the game that they were, they were showing here and why the skeletons seem so aggressive and why so many people seem to fall with such ease in, in this local part of the game. Victoria doesn't really have an answer. She just shakes her head and she's like, I am so sorry. The beginning of the game was not supposed to be like this. It is supposed to be a relatively jovial welcome to all of the new adventures in the game. 
there is supposed to be a festival. It might just be a bug in the game. We'll, you know, we'll refer to our, our game developers and work out any, any bugs in the system. We want our players to enjoy their time in the game. I think Nor one more time tries calling out because she remembers that person who was like, oh, like my little brother wasn't waking up from the headset or whatever. And she calls out, Victoria Highland, why would the headsets cause the players to not be able to wake up or be responsive to people in the outside world? And tries to like get that point across a little more because she did hear that and she's like, that's a little mm-hmm. weird. And, and did you push your way up a little bit more through the crowd as you're doing this? Or are you kind of still in the same spot? Yeah, I definitely tried shoving through the crowd a little bit. Definitely stepped on some toes also to get people to like fall <laughs> in her like little platform converse to see if that would like get them to move more. Right. I think I'm going to have you give me a intimidate. Because you're kind of asking her these, these hard-hitting questions that she isn't particularly prepared to answer at the moment. Oh, thank God I'm rolling well for once. 14. Nice. I was like, I know the numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, and what's your, what's your base intimidate stat? That actually might be a, another hard... 20. 20, okay. So just a normal success. But... She does glance her eyes in your direction. Noor's also recording this as she's asking these questions on her phone, or on her, like, glasses. She's definitely, like... Oh, nice. She's definitely, like, I need evidence of this that is my evidence and not someone else's that they can tamper with or anything. So she's definitely, like, making either a video on her phone or on her glasses, being like, hello, ma'am, help. A look of confusion crosses her face. She does not seem privy to this information. She's very likely been busy most of the day getting prepared for the PR event and not really paying attention to the game itself or individuals who are starting and and playing the game. She's just kind of here doing the the PR stunt. She responds and she's like, "It's, it's it's a VR headset. You know, you should be able to take off the headset and end the game when you when you please. What are you unresponsive? One of uh, the people at the event who worked with Nostradamus was saying that a family member of theirs had the headset on and they were unresponsive. And I was wondering why headsets would cause that problem. She blinks. The headset shouldn't be causing any problems like that. It's a game system. Like any other game, you set it down when you're done with it and you turn it off. She kind of whispers to the personnel who are standing around her and says, and they say, okay, that's all the questions we're, we're taking at this time. And they kind of wrap up the remainder of the presentation. They don't really take any more questions. Babel, Moth, you're back at the apartment where not only has now Moth confirmed your worry, Fable, that Ryan is indeed not responding to you or them outside of the game. And in addition to that, you're hearing things inside of your apartment. Both of you have heard weird things inside of the apartment. And last we saw, you both heard yelling and screaming from inside of the closet. A a normal looking closet. Okay, um... I don't know if I am, uh, like, is, is there a gas leak maybe in here that, that's causing us to have these auditory hallucinations? It's, it's, there must be. That sounds like screaming? What kind of gas? Oh, I, 
Is, where's your monitor? The, the thing that tracks the uh, carbon monoxide stuff? Do we... It's over here, and it's it's fine. It's not that. There's batteries in it? Okay. Yeah, and it's green or whatever. You heard that, right? It wasn't just me? Yeah, I, you heard it too. Okay. I, I honestly... I don't know what to think of this. I, it, I've only... I, I feel like we're just having some kind of joint hallucination. Like the, the... Okay. Let's pretend that we are having a hallucination. Let's pretend that we didn't hear... Let's pretend we're just really stressed. Right? Okay. And, and, we, yeah. and we imagined that. Okay? Yeah. Now, what we are not imagining is that Ryan isn't waking up. Right? So... Right. Let's say she's just really in there. Is there anything else that we can try? How about some light electrocution? No, we're not. Okay. No? Never okay. mind. Um, Sorry. <laughs> okay, I think Fable goes and gets a like a large bowl and fills it with ice water and puts Ryan's hand in it. Mm. Anything happen? Nothing happens. You You maybe get like a little... a few twitches, some motor twitches, very similar to the ones that Ryan was already having and sleep-like state. And Mauve, remember, you heard what sounded like Ryan's voice, although Fable did not. Okay, well, she's not waking up. I mean, we, we can't be imagining this, right? I can't do anything else except dump this bowl of water on her. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, no, then that kind of sounds like we could accidentally electrocute her, so maybe let's not do that. But I did hear her amongst the, the sounds. Ryan? Of a crowd, yes, in, Ryan. In the closet. So, I mean, is is the volume on on this on this uh, device? Like, uh, is the game? I mean, not from the closet. It doesn't. No, right. <laughs> and I think Fable goes to turn the volume up. Does it? Does what we hear coming from the TV? Can we hear anything coming from the TV, or is it just the headset? It's just the headset. Okay, if so, you can see the game on the TV, but you're not actually hearing anything. All the audio comes through the headset primarily. I think we, like, lean down together to put our heads next to the headset to see if we hear the same sounds we heard in the closet. One ear on each side of the headphone. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the screaming and the yelling has subsided at this point. When we look at the TV screen, which is showing the mm-hmm. game, right? When we look at that TV screen in the living room, is the game being played in first person? Hmm. I would say that it's being played... You know, I'll say actually you're able to toggle it. So okay. it's like Skyrim okay. uh, for reference, where you can kind of, you can switch between the two. You can either be looking at your surroundings as if you are, you know, going through the game and seeing everything around you, or you can see yourself and everything around you. Okay. So right now it looks like it, it is pulled out and you can see what you think is Ryan's character and some of the other individuals that Ryan was with earlier. I mean, it, it look, that, that, is, that is the character that Ryan would make, and it looks like she's actively playing. But she looks like she's in a coma. I, this game isn't just running without her in the background while she takes a nap. She's playing this game. Her character does look a little bit injured at this point. So the skeletons have started to dissipate. Unfortunately, so have the players that were downed and did not get back up. They all kind of pixelate into nothing. Maybe, maybe she needs to die in the game and then she'll be free. I mean, that's how anybody would finish a game, right? Like, you, you, how many lives do you get in this game? One, I think. 
Okay. Okay, so, so let's say you're right. Let's say that that's how you get out. Well, a bunch of people just died in this fight, right? Right, right. How do we find out if they're out? Assuming that this isn't just happening to her, assuming this is happening to everyone. Right. Can we check on them? Because, of course, I would just take this headset off her, but whether we're hallucinating or not, something, whether it was me worrying or a terrifying voice in my apartment, um, did tell me not to take the headset <laughs> off of her, and I would at least like to do a quick Google check to see if the people... Yes. Yeah. Let's go to... Let's go to Google. I mean, that usually gives us the answers we need, so... Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Is it still Google? Is it something else? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Poodle. <laughs> Google 2.0. Wiggle now? Like, Goggle. Goggle. Now. Okay, it's like okay. G-A-W-G-L-E. And I, can, oh, can, oh my god. Can their logo be a poodle wearing goggles? That would be really cute. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm here for Goggle. it. Goggle. This is our world. We're gonna make it what we want. <laughs> and the, the goggles are the classic Google G but turned sideways, yes. like the little boop. In different know. art styles every day. Oh. Yes, exactly. You still get the different art styles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we jump over to the, the computer in the side of the room and we open up Goggle and just start searching for what is happening to people playing Carcosa online. Just start seeing what comes up, if anything. Go ahead and since you all are, are looking up this information together, if you both want to give me a spot hidden. So my spot hidden is 40, and I rolled a 78. So, Bove, I hope you rolled good. Otherwise, we just end up looking at pictures of cats on the internet. <laughs> Mine is 35, and I rolled a 59. Okay. Oof. Can I push? Yeah. Okay. You could push your roll or, or use some of your luck. That would be a lot of luck. But you all rolled fairly high. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay, I'm going to push, and if I roll bad, I guess I get a, I get a virus break the internet something weird might happen oh no um hey you download limewire <laughs> hey so okay i'm about to get every computer virus known to man because i just rolled a hundred which is the <gasps> worst possible roll oh and i know you fumbled. how did you manage huh and also i pushed so i it's worse it's worse than if i just rolled a normal hundred this is the worst possible oh, roll no Oh, <laughs> you yeah. You also fumbled. So when you fumble in Call of Cthulhu, it is even worse. Your fumble is the very end of the percentile dies, the last few, and you pushed your roll. This is so much worse than a nat one because it's literally <laughs> the worst number out of a hundred numbers. <laughs> I feel you clicked uh, do update or something. Like update update now. <laughs> I, I touch my computer. Wait, wait an hour and, and an electrical fire breaks out in my apartment. Jesus! Oh my goodness. All right, let me double check this real quick. <laughs> oh God, does it not stack like in D and D? next time we're using Bong. <laughs> you can't stack advantage. Are you a hacker? Doesn't your character yeah, use computers for a living? I am a hacker. I'm a hacker. Wait, yeah. what? It, wasn't a spot Aren't hidden? Wait, can I use like computer magic? Hidden. Okay, well, <laughs> you might be able to. Computer have computer. Okay. My computer use is 70. My spot hidden is 40. It doesn't matter. I rolled 100. That's bad for everything. <laughs> yeah, roll, roll 100. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, goodness. You, you broke something. You are magical. I, I would just like to In... apologize to Ryan's player that the person trying to say... Ryan's First partner. formal apology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm Sorry, really sweetie. Trying, I looked at my computer screen and... We're, we're basically going to give you the ice bucket challenge and then electrocute you. You actually cut the power of the entire building. <laughs> no. The headset dies. 
Oh man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what are the what are the odds? Really, yeah, Lucas. So we killed one of your players. <laughs> well, one in hundred, right? That's not. <laughs> yeah, literally. Or, I don't know. All right. So, <laughs> you all are scrolling through Goggle. Everything that is pinging in the search results for Carcosa Online is just mostly a lot of hype about the game. People are talking about their VR headsets. They're talking about the excitement towards the game in general. People are posting on forums about, uh, you know, I, you know, their their loved ones and kids not being able to set the game down. You don't see anything weird being posted about it, unfortunately. However, you do see something weird pop up on your screen. Oh no. Hey, well, what what computer were you using? Were you using just like a personal laptop or using the home PC? The home PC. I think it's a gaming PC that's in the other corner of the room. <laughs> All right. I don't like that face. I would like to take it back and let you know that I'm using a photo of a computer. I was actually, it was, it, was, it was a phone from four years ago. I actually, like, I tried to use my computer and it, we're actually looking at a book and, oh God, okay, what happens? So you are doing some digging on Carcosa Online about stuff you probably shouldn't be digging about. You you feel kind of chills wash over both of you. But Fable, you in particular, you think you see a link to a ribbit thread. Ribbit. (laughs) Ribbit? I love you. And the heading on it says Weird Things Carcosa Online. And you go to click it because it's the first lead that you all have seen. And immediately... Your PC is overrun with pop-ups. The pop-up box, normally you would get a, you know, triangle with an exclamation point that's yellow. Instead of having just a yellow exclamation point, triangle, symbol, the entire pop-up is yellow. And they cover your screen as what looks to you a face coming through the screen as this yellow washes over the entirety of your background and the pop-ups all mesh into one fluid yellow background and a face comes at you through the computer screen. The eyes peering back at you look like they are looking at you. Ah! What the fuck is that? And Fable, if you would roll me a resolve roll. Yeah, what, why not? Oh no. <laughs> what is happening? All right. Uh, oh no. Oh, I no. got a one. <sighs> How? Okay. What it, great. I have so many questions. <laughs> you need new dice. Get new dice. Use different dice. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Throw away these dice. Um, <laughs> so I will award you, because uh, I think on? you need it. I'm going to award you two points of luck for that because it's a critical success. <laughs> the opposite end of the, the roll. 
And as you react to this face popping up and peering out at you onto the screen, it seems that the surge protector fails and everything crackles with electricity and the screen shuts off. Your lights flicker for a moment. Oh, okay. Fable says from the floor where she has absolutely fallen out of her rolly chair. Okay. All right. You saw, you saw that, right? Burn that computer. Just, just throw it in the trash right now. I don't, I think it's, I think it's cursed. I, I turn my monitor around. Okay. Wow. Okay, okay, alright. So, can neither confirm nor deny that dying in the game will get Ryan out. Being in my apartment <laughs> is not going super well. Can we go to your house? Can I bring Ryan to your house? Can I move Ryan? Ryan be moved. I... I don't know how that would be possible. Um, I don't... If, I if, mean... World question. Do I understand that if I unplug this, like, the part plugged into the wall, if I unplug it, does the game stop? So, hmm. So you get the feeling that something really bad will okay. happen if you do. Considering the warning you got when you initially had the idea to unplug. It's not like a switch game. I can't move with it. It is attached to the wall. Right. It is attached to the wall at the moment. However, the headset is still on Ryan. So it might be a little bit meticulous. You might need some additional help to actually move Ryan safely without accidentally disconnecting something. So for the time being, you would probably think it's safest not to unplug anything you're unfamiliar with. Okay. So it's it's suddenly extremely haunted in here, but I can't leave because my partner's stuck in a video game. Yeah. Can you pinch me like real hard? You want me to pinch you? I'm trying to see if I'm awake. Okay, fine. Um, you, I pinch you and, and you pinch me. Okay, ready? We'll, we'll both... Okay, uh, wait, 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 what part of the body? Well, just pick. It's dealer's choice. It's, you know what, under the arm, like, it's really painful there. Like, right near the, uh, like, near the armpit. That's just what Dream Mauve would say. Alright, give me your arm. <laughs> okay, ready? Three? Well, no, no, well, okay. I know okay, where okay, your okay. arm is, yes. Okay, three, two, one. Ow! Ow! Okay, okay, we're awake. This is good. This is not good. I would like to be asleep. I regret that. I regret everything. What Mm. the fuck do we do? Well, maybe we should call the others. Maybe they have some answers that we don't, because they went to that that PR thing. Okay, you call Guy. I'm going to sit down and think about all my life choices that led me to this place. Fine, I'll call Guy. And and Mauve, you know, um, takes out their phone and... uh, Dials uh, in their contacts, uh, somebody named Guy. Oh, rings Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you wouldn't have named him Guy. You would have named him, pro- like, Annoying Pest or something. <laughs> oh, no. The problem. I think, I think Just the problem. I was thinking about the whole time. If Guy was there seeing that, the... <laughs> I'd be like Snail Man. I feel like in your phone, he's Snail Man and I'm Reloader. I'm like, hey, oh my up. gosh. <laughs> I will say, as a, a little kind keeper tidbit, since I'm already being a little bit stinky this session, <laughs> you would know 
from what you're seeing that Ryan is safe at the moment. So there are weird things happening in the apartment overall. However, Ryan is stable and is not in any immediate danger on the couch. You don't know about the game, but as far as Ryan being there um, with you in the house, Ryan is safe for the time being. Okay. Well, I still sit down and hold her hand while Move makes this call. Yeah, absolutely. Just so you, just so you know, so you yeah, can, yeah, it's a little Ooh. bit. <laughs> so, Move, you have dialed Guy. Greetings there, travelers. It's me, St. Bernard Busybody, your favorite priest of the Shining God. I'm so glad you could come here and join me at the Inn of the Seven Dies. Isn't it just wonderful in here? You're probably wondering, but Bernard, why are you here and Wingover isn't? Well, Wingover went out shopping and I locked the door when I snuck in. I just wanted a chance to talk to all of you. I see there are some notes here from Wingover. Oh, some fun facts. Everybody loves a good fun fact. Praise be to our shining benevolent god. Did you know that you can head on over to the Patreon? That is patreon.com slash Bellad the Seven Dies and you'll get all sorts of goodies. We have early access to episodes there, so head on over, check it out. If you also wish to show your love and appreciation to the Shining God, then head on over to the iTunes and the Spotify and there you can give a five-star review for the Shining God telling them that you appreciate everything they do for the common working person. Oh, praise be. Let's see. Ooh, here's a fun fact. I do love these fun facts about Seattle. Did you know with the healthy local environment shrinking, they have started to create theme parks that emulate nature since people cannot go to them as much as they they used to. So fake fishing and walks through artificially protected parks and all sorts of wonderful things like that. Isn't that just lovely and sad at the same time? Now that's what I call a fun fact. All right, travelers, there seems to be some obviously cursed radio here, and I wouldn't be a a good person if I didn't try to turn it on and give it a little listen. Let Let it show its own shining light for all of us, because even though this little radio may be cursed, it doesn't mean that it doesn't want to be loved. Let's try here. Oh, there we go. Welcome to Sailing of Blue, a One Piece podcast documenting my best friend Matt's journey with One Piece. But it isn't just a podcast where Matt has read all of One Piece and we talk about it. Oh no, my friends. I will be giving Matt a few chapters to read as homework at a time, and he is not allowed to read ahead until we record. 
And yes, I make sure to end assigned chapters on cliffhangers. We hope you enjoy our One Piece podcast where Matt will recap the chapters they have read and discuss our thoughts, feelings, and theories. Though I have to be careful, as I'm not allowed to spoil the series for him or for you all because I have read One Piece many times. So, without further ado, let's set sail. A straw hat. In each episode, we're gonna recap. It's selling all blue with Xander and Matt. Selling all blue with Xander and Matt. Fireball Forge and How Not to DM proudly present their very first Kickstarter, Too Hot One Shot. Can you survive the spicy gauntlet and emerge victorious? If you love hot food, action, and adventure, you'll love Too Hot One Shot. Eat spicier and spicier food in real life to give your character a better chance of success in the game. Guaranteed to create amazing videos to send to family and friends or share online. Spice up your next home game night with fun new rules and an original 5e adventure, or snag the basic rules for any other TTRPG. There are also awesome tiers with VTT maps and tokens, your name in the thank you section, and even a custom t-shirt from Gemmed Firefly. Too Hot One Shot is currently fully funded and burning towards stretch goals now. Check out the episode notes for a link or search Too Hot One Shot on Kickstarter. Oh, I did love that. See, it is nice listening to a, a wonderful cursed radio now and then. If you're ever walking by a shop that's filled with strange oddities that you might think to yourself, is this going to cause a strange apparition or demon to, to appear in my house? Or just go on in there and purchase yourself a little something. You deserve it. Get that wonderful little cursed treat that you've always wanted, whether it's a doll or uh, maybe an exact replica of your family home and it doesn't make any sense why it's there. Just something nice for you. All right, travelers. That's all from this old priest. Remember, love one another. And praise be to all shining and benevolent light of the shining God. The dawn now. And once again, Guy gets a, a ringing from his phone. <laughs> before, before that happens, can we do a quick uh, meanwhile of what Guy was doing in the sort of interim? Yeah. So if he's just just throwing the, the snails off his, off his face, I think the next thing he would he would do, you, you can stop to, to like have him get the call at, at any point, obviously. But I think he would watch to see Victoria's reaction, mm. see what to see what's happening. He try and make sure he can keep an eye on on, on No as well, because yep. because obviously she moved while he wasn't looking, just mm-hmm. just a, a, a big no. She's short too, <laughs> so good luck. So, so, so he's, gonna, he's gonna do a couple of things. He's gonna try and spot. No, he's going to try and see what Vicky's doing, and uh, can I get like a general, like layout of this sort of like stage? Like, how much security does 
does it have? How like how many people are in the way of, of me and the stage? And and where does Victoria go when they start ushering her away? So, Guy, you have recently had your vision unobscured <laughs> at this point. Your snail friends and slug friends have left, and you are focusing on Victoria and her body language and the way she's responding to the reporter's questions, particularly when Noor had asked about the game and about the instances of individuals reporting, you know, employees even themselves, that it seemed like some of the individuals in the game were unresponsive. The confusion that crossed her face was genuine. And you saw that as well. Cool. I think, I think that, that gives him a little, a little bit of relief. Mm. So I think his, his next move, watch until she's starts coming off, off stage and to try and go to where she's going. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you asked about kind of what it looks like around the stage area. So Mopop is a relatively big structure. You've got a stage area, which is directly in front of you all. And to the right of that a little bit, you have several large sets of stairs leading up to several buildings with kind of different designs on the outside of them. So you have one in the middle that looks like a collection of a bunch of windows that are glistening in a purple, pinkish, orange sheen. And alongside the two of those, you have other buildings that are just very abstractly shaped. And alongside that, you have a long tower that is part of Mopop as well. For security measures, I think it was mentioned in session one. I might be, we'll see <laughs> if, I, if I remembered exactly where everyone was. But you had a few personnel at the front of the stage where Victoria was speaking, watching over the event acting as security guards with the very flimsy gate because it did look like a pop-up event that they kind of put together hurriedly. Outside of that, you have some security personnel that are sitting towards the middle of the crowd, and then you have some of the vendors and booth personnel attending like the media booth, giving out media access badges and things like that. So you've probably got about... Hmm, at least six security personnel, along with a few other staff members, scattered about. Right, cool. So he definitely stays as clear of those as, as possible. Like he hasn't ruled out jumping onto the stage, but he doesn't feel the need to just yet. So you said it was sort of like wrapping up, and mm-hmm. it was sort of like uh, ushering, ushering her away. Is she going like behind the stage, just away out of sight? Yes. So she has exited off of the stage, probably left towards the actual museum of pop culture, towards the buildings. It's very likely she's going to kind of skedaddle and go ahead and go inside to decompress from the event. It looks like they have the museum closed off right now, so individuals aren't actually allowed to attend and walk about the museum while they have this event set up, but they will probably open it back up once everything has been cleaned up and, and the gates are put away and there isn't as much of a crowd Cool. I think Guy doesn't want to start too much of a fuss right now. So I think rather than immediately follow, he'll he'll go and, and find um, no and, and 
learn about the, the questions that were asked and what Victoria's responses were because I don't think I was able to like hear that from where he was. So he probably goes and, 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 and stands with him all. And yeah, I think, I think I'll, I'll think about what he wants to do next, depending mm-hmm. on how things go. Absolutely. And you meet up with Noor. Yeah. So Noor's like still in like, she, she got pretty close to the front, mostly because she's really not afraid of stepping on people's mm-hmm. toes, like genuine, in like a literal and physical. She's probably like talking to other like media that's there. She's definitely going through Twitter, which we also have to rename. So I'm in love with Ribbit and Goggle now. So I want to rename Twitter. <laughs> She's definitely going through all her social media and very specifically looking at... She told people on her stream, DM me if anything happens, like, keep me updated. And she's going through her DMs being like, has anyone sent me anything from my community or, like, someone else's community? And then also still trying to get in contact with someone who knows Smiley because she's still very concerned about them. She's, like, talking. She's, 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 like, very much multitasking, like, taking notes checking on her friend and also like kind of going through dms be like has anyone said anything weird has anyone else said any because i like know something happened with someone named ryan and i heard the like news from the i think the employee the nostradamus employee whose picture i got without consent i realized oops so are you do you describe everything you heard to guy as well during the media event yeah okay. i think nor doesn't even think about it she just like starts talking mm-hmm. at him and just getting her thoughts out. She's like, yeah, like I asked Victoria these questions and she like genuinely looked confused, which like you don't want people in PR to be confused. It's literally their job to know shit. Like that is literally their whole job is to be like, look at this cool thing that I know so much about despite not actually knowing what any of it is. But like, it was really weird because the number of players dropped by like over a thousand players, which would imply that people woke up. When, when you say the numbers drop, guy's face like also drops like yeah the number of players on screen went from 12,000 to like less than 10,000 like less than 11,000 so they like by like a thousand players and as Noor is explaining all of this to you Mo's call comes in guy answer this for me passes the phone to uh, uh to Noor what what do you what do you want what do you want me to pick it up it's your phone Yes, an- answer it. I'll stand ten yards back. Answer it. It's probably my friends. Just, just she answer, picks answer up the, the phone. phone no, no one else has my number. Puts it on speaker and just throws it back to guy. Shit! Enough of my stuff's broken. This is vintage. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Is this guy? Hello. Guy. I, I oh. know you can hear me. <laughs> Move. Yes, it's Move. Look, I don't have time for... Did Ryan die? I don't have time for this. I'm calling because we're at um, Abel's place and Ryan is in the game. Wait, 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 just a second. Is anybody else there with you? Yeah, Noor's here. There's there's lots of uh, press around, but I've, I've spat a few of them and I've made sure that none of them are looking too close at me. They all seem to wander off by now. Okay. I will find somewhere private. Yeah, do that first. That guy goes to a sort of a, a, a less crowded area. Or I guess I'll like stand out, out of the way of everyone else and just like cover the phone. Okay, okay. What's up? Okay, so as I was saying, um, we're at Fable's place. Uh, Ryan, their part, uh, Fable's partner is in the game. And, and uh, they're just, they're not registering any outside stimulations. Nothing physical, nothing auditory. I'm, I'm not even sure she can s- smell anything. 
it's like she's in a in a vegetable state and it's and here's the thing that's not even the weirdest part fable and i heard some some sounds by the closet uh from the game and it was not playing uh, on the uh, on the sound system and then when we tried to look up if anybody else was experiencing this the computer basically got demonically possessed and shut off or exploded more like so do you have any information anything that can maybe explain what's happening because we are both freaking out here we are freaking out yes <laughs> I would say the, the computer is probably the easiest thing to explain this game is run by one of the most dangerous companies in all of the states possibly all of the world and chances are if this is a deliberate act or in the very least an act that they do not want people to follow any searches will be stopped and retaliations will be made to make sure people aren't searching for things going on in this game so you're saying this comes from the top it's bound to it always comes from the top or probably the level below the top the ceo won't know anything and he'll probably die at some point um and we'll have to rethink our strategy but it'll, it'll turn out it's the person behind the ceo that's in charge the second best the second most important representative because they want to be the most important representative but not the face of the company because the face of the company takes all the flack okay i i don't really care about all the politics of this this but it's it's, it's just how it always goes the the, co- the covered thing it's not makes less sense it sounds more supernatural or just you a you thing uh, it was not a, just a me thing okay fable also um, experienced this too right fable and i passed the phone over hey hi yes that happened it did happen and i want to say i wish you were here to see it but you see weird shit everywhere i all of those things did happen i do not see weird shit everywhere everything is weird uh, yeah well i'm starting to buy that there is a difference okay both thinks that if ryan dies in the game ryan will wake up if ryan dies in the game ryan dies in real life how do you know that that's just a hunch how can we find out maybe there's the player count of the game according to the display from uh, from uh, victoria island went down from 12,000 to about 10,000 so there should be 2,000 people roughly dead or unaccounted for or free okay so more than 1,000 people either just died or woke up can you please find out which i guess we'll, we can try um, do you need any help are you okay Okay is a very strong word, but I will definitely be more okay when I know if a skeleton in this game can kill my partner. Okay, so, but until then, uh, turn off any unnecessary electronics. Nothing they can listen to you through other than the game should be on, just for safety. And if you need to sit outside for a bit, sit outside for a bit. The way these things go, Ryan's the safest person in the house. Okay, thanks. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. You finish up this call. You hope reassured, Fable, and possibly Mauve to some extent. Ryan is relatively safe in the house, as Guy has mentioned. Probably the safest at the moment. And you all have to deliberate what to do from here. Because you either leave Ryan to her own devices, Fable, or you stay locked up in the house with her. 
And Guy, I know you mentioned you wanted to possibly see where Victoria was headed as well. Yeah, I think he wants to just brief Nora on the phone call and then basically sort of ask, like... Did you ever take it off speaker? Probably not. It was probably just very, very loud in his ear for the conversation. So I put it on speaker and I threw it to you. <laughs> okay. All the time. Around all the media. No, no, no. We went to a private area. You went, you went, you went to it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, you away. did. Right. He'll brief you on, on the conversation. I know you're not really one of us, but you sort of are now. And I would really appreciate help. You mean, yeah. You've got a, you've got a public face. They, they can't get rid of you as easy as they can get rid of me. I think, I, for some reason, I feel like it could actually be really hard to get rid of you. <laughs> and I mean that possibly in the nicest way I can. <laughs> but you seem like a really hard person to get rid of. Move knows all about that, just off side. Move is like, oh my god, someone's speaking. Like, <laughs> in the apartment. You said easy, yeah, yeah. I would call that accurate, but also I'm offended, but also I'm not. It's fine, anyway. Yeah. Will you help me? get to Victoria Island. Yeah, sure, let's do it. I mean, if I can get a scoop any, I'll do it. I'll do anything. She, like, looks at Guy and is like, how do I make this guy less? How, how, first of all, how much does Guy stand out? Jack, I need to know. I think a lot, but... <laughs> a lot? Okay. He, he, can, he can, like, make himself more inconspicuous just by, like, turning mm. a few things around. You know, take off okay. his hat, take off his coat, stop staring people down, stop spitting stuff at people. But in, in a situation where, like, cool. if one of us is going to be a distraction, it's going to be Guy. Guy's a distraction? Oh, you ignore. Okay, this will be fun. <laughs> she, like, just kind of grabs you by, like, I don't know, grabs, like, your arm or something and is, like, just pulling you to the front. Like, not really caring if people see her. Trying to, like, essentially get into the Mopop. You said that there are Nostradamus, like, employees around, right, Michaela? Correct. Would I know any of them by any chance, given history that I have? Can I, like, roll for that? I don't know what I would roll. Uh, let's see. Luck? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say go Go ahead and go with luck. Okay, so I'm going to look at my dice and tell them that they need to roll under or I will use different dice. <laughs> Threaten your dice. What? <laughs> <laughs> You nice. scared your dice so hard. My God. You did. You scared oh them. Oh, God. I should, I should threaten them more often in games. Holy crap. Yes. Oh, goodness. Hey, well, not tell your poor oh, dice God. it's okay. Okay, you're all doing so well. I'm so proud of you. Good job. <laughs> so a lot of the crowd has, has begun to filter out at this point. And all that's left are the media personnel, the trucks, the vans, even the employees themselves. They're you know, meandering about, but a good handful of them have also started to retreat into Mopop Museum, and you think that as they start to head towards the entrance, along with Victoria, who has already disappeared into the building, you see a shiny, bald head. It's a hot day out. We're in Seattle's summer, and the sun is, is beating down you are really lucky. Normally you wouldn't be able to tell someone from the back of their head, but this bald head looks recognizable to you. You're like, I wouldn't mistake that bald head anywhere. You see, heading towards the building, is Gibbs, who is a tech personnel who worked at Nostradamus with you during your internship. 
And Fable, Mauve, you finished up the call with Guy. And Guy gave you this information that they learned at the PR event and tried to reassure you to the best of his ability. As you all are still here with Ryan and a weird computer screen (laughs) that is now turned off and you have faced towards the wall. And you all are sitting in the living room, I would imagine somewhat defeated, because you don't really understand what's going on. This is very weird. Well, that wasn't very, um, well, I would, I don't want to say helpful, but that wasn't very, uh, it, it wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. Fable gets up and starts turning off all the technology in the apartment, as Guy suggested. So the only thing on in the apartment is the TV screen showing what is happening. Ryan is in. So they're sitting in this sort of uncomfortably dark of this conversation. Should we crack open the window? Because I still think it might have to do something with carbon monoxide poisoning. I just, I, I think we should crack open one window. A little bit of fresh air or sun might be, might be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll go over and do that. You can break the fucking window for all I care. Okay, so we have to figure out what happened to the thousand people or two thousand people, the massive number of people that died in this game. Because that went one of two ways. Either they're fine or they're super not fine. And that makes a really big difference. Right. How do we find out? Where do we go? Well, we learned that through the internet uh, might not be the best way to go in terms of technology and tracking and all of that. A library? Definitely not. That's an even more outdated source of information. (sighs) What about the old school magic of radio? Yeah, I mean, I don't have one, do you? Of, of course, I have one at my place. I'm all into the, um, you know, the retro stuff. Okay. But do you want to come with me, or would you like to stay with Ryan? I, I, I can bring my radio, like, I mean, that I can unplug. But then what if we plug it here and it starts acting weird? Right. I'm sorry, out of character, I'm trying to figure out what to do because I understand that the staying in this apartment indefinitely doesn't move the story forward. Mm-hmm. But I also feel <laughs> yeah. like leaving your partner sitting on a couch completely incapacitated is pretty shitty. A little awful. Yeah. I, also, I don't even want to leave is. my cat in this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your cat. What's your cat doing in the apartment? Yeah, is my cat cool? Your cat freaked out? Your cat was noticeably flustered when the computer event happened along with the voices in the closet was hiding under the bed somewhere the cat is or something else i hope the cat no the cat please (laughs) alistair stop asking for scary things alistair is shaken by by the events that are happening but I imagine is following you around Fable and trying to give as much support as possible. And is also a little confused by Ryan just sitting on the couch, but thankfully doesn't seem worried by it. I think Alistair maybe even jumps up onto the couch and curls up on Ryan's stomach and thinks that they're just napping together. (laughs) How about this? Is there a way we can track Ryan's in-game progress like on a, on a stream or, or gameplay, something like that while we go and check other things out so that we can keep tabs while also, you know, making 
real progress and ultimately, you know, uh, uh, get her out of this situation faster. Okay, two things real quick, little DM note. If you ever get stuck, you kind of want, like, inspiration on what to do story plot-wise, you can roll idea, which is also your intelligence. Okay. And I can kind of give you a little, a little help there. Also, you all would know that you saw Smiley streaming when you were in the Thai food place. And it's very likely that there are other people streaming the game as well. I will set up a baby camera that I got when we fostered kittens. And I will put it in my living room. And I can use that to make sure that she is still on the couch and still breathing. And Alistair is still also on the couch and still breathing. And GM, is there a way to watch her game from my phone? So... Ryan isn't streaming the game, so you wouldn't be able to watch her gameplay. You would be able to, depending on how you set up the camera, maybe? Okay, yeah, I think... Kind of angle it so you can see both her and the screen to a certain extent. I will say that you probably won't be able to see both clearly if you angle it towards both, but enough that you can keep tabs. Okay, yeah, so I pull out, like, a little baby cam that just goes straight to my phone. It has, like, a little password on an app that you can use to, usually for people to watch their children, but we got it for kittens. And I set it up yeah. across the room, tiny furry, furry babies, and set it up <laughs> so that I can see Ryan and Alistair and the screen, and that stuff on the screen is still moving. Yeah, I'm going to say that you, you set that up with no problem. Okay, I feel awful and I'm very stressed out, but I guess let's leave my girlfriend in my unbelievably haunted apartment and go try to figure out what's going on. Hey, at least your cat is there to protect her. And you know, in ancient Egypt, they used to say that cats are the guardians of the underworld. So if this, any of this has anything to do with mysterious supernatural dark forces, she's in pretty good hands with, uh, with Alistair. I'm horrified to say that that's very comforting. And Fable kisses Alistair on the head and says, all right, bud, you're in charge. Aww. All right, let's go. Okay. I think Alistair gives you a little mew in retort to hopefully calm your nerves and, and you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to protect the house. I'm going to protect Ryan. Everything's fine. <laughs> Off we go. Fable and Mauve, are you heading to meet up with Noor and Guy, or are you heading elsewhere in the city? Were they trying to track Victoria? Yeah, and Victoria has gone inside of Mopop, along with some of the other Nostradamus security personnel and employees that were around. Okay. Yeah, I think if they will have us, I think we have a little little uh, phone chat and we meet up. What do you think, Mo? Yeah, best not to split the party yeah. <laughs> for too Plus, long. I mean, if we're breaking into a building, we're going to need Oh, yeah. Ooh, you make some True. good points. We do. And I have connections, too, in terms of museums. You know, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. So do you, do you uh, like, ping Guy a text to let him know that you're headed that way? Does Guy's phone even have texts? <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a Google Pixel 6 from year 2022. Okay, <laughs> just check. <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a Google Pixel 6. <laughs> okay, you don't have to remake the word Pixel. The only app is Ribbit. <laughs> I thought you might have a you might have a antique Nokia, you know. We're gonna have so much canon weird brand lore. Oh, and I'm gonna make like cool art of all. That <laughs> can't be stopped. Heck yeah! I think we should call Twitter type. Like I checked ty- like like when you're typing. Oh, like a, what about type or something like that? What if it's? I was gonna say yeah, like typer type and then W R T R. So it sounds like Twitter, but it's like typewriter. 
Okay. Something along those lines. I, okay, T Y P E and then W R T R. I will work on the actual spelling. We have the concept. That, that probably makes Guy very angry because no one knows what a typewriter is. <laughs> <laughs> they all use typewriter. It's, it's like how things come back into style after so With long. With a different meaning. And people are like, typewriters are cool. Nor's like streaming keyboard is actually just like a typewriter keyboard <laughs> that came back into style. <laughs> yes. So you text Guy, give him a little ping, let him know that you all are going to be headed that way. And are leaving Ryan in the safe protection of your little friend, your little furry friend with the camera set up. I imagine you likely call some sort of ride sharing service because it is a little ways away. And it sounds like they were in the thick of doing something weird last you talked on the phone. Which which ride sharing service do you all call? Love. Loft. <laughs> Loft. Like loft. Loft. But loft is it's a it's exclusively cars that have a second story, and you ride in the second yeah. story of the car. <laughs> it's the most bougie yes. version of Lyft. Yeah, it's like a double decker red bus, but cut. <laughs> They're in like remade buses, like revamped buses that they turn into like tiny homes too mm-hmm. for themselves. So it's like a whole experience. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! There's a mini fridge in there. <laughs> There's a bed, and I get in that bed and lay down and close my eyes. I'm really over today. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and I'm reading the That's mini fair. fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Loft is the rebranded, upgraded version of, of Lyft, where you get a, a cozy trip to your destination. Oh, I love it. I, I, I like the idea that it's a, an eccentric business, but I was like, you know what this needs? Another floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's super dangerous. They, when you get in, you have to sign a waiver that says these flip constantly. Yes. A, a small breeze and you will die. Because <laughs> this is not aerodynamic. And none other than our friend Sven pulls up. And that's where we'll wrap up right before our break. <laughs> <laughs> no! I love Sven. Uh. <laughs> Escaping Carcosa is brought to you by the Ballad of the Seven Dice Network. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Ballad of the Seven Dice. Supporting our Patreon helps us pay for the show such as hosting, equipment, and additional content for you to enjoy. Our Patreon is pay what you want and contains behind-the-scenes footage, audio dramas, one-shots, and more. You can also head over to iTunes and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps us fight against the horrors of the algorithm. Until next time, dear travelers, keep an eye out for that yellow side.